The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hoopball Celtics podcast. Uh, me and my co-host, Patrick Lounsbury, are here following a tough 107-104 to defeat at the hands of Luka Doncic and the Ma- Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Patrick, how are you feeling after that dagger uh, went straight through your chest uh, when that Luka 3 went down the, down the hatch? I mean, it's, it's pretty predictable at this point. Luka Doncic is just known Celtics into the game killer he just hits the big shots and the big moments and every time he sees the Celtics green on the jersey it's especially um guaranteed to go in so I, I wasn't shocked to see it it's a little disappointing not to end the road trip uh you know on a 3-0 sweep instead we go back home after going two and one on a road trip but I, I'm still encouraged man you know this team showed a lot of grit and grind and we were down as much as 19 and and to lose on, on the last second shot, yeah, it's a bummer. But we were without Jalen Brown tonight. We were without Romeo Langford, and we fought hard and, and just came up short. Yeah, um, totally. Like you said, you know, it's it's, kind of, it's too bad to you know not finish off the road trip three and zero. But I definitely come away from this road trip two and one and feeling a lot better about the Celtics than I did coming into it. Um, you know, like you said, we beat the Heat. We held the Heat and the. Magic under 80 each, so that was really encouraging. And our defense once again tonight was quite good outside of the, uh, I'll say outside of the first, first half. half. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, after the first quarter, it stepped up. In my opinion, I know that they were still scoring pretty well in the second quarter, but I do think you know the process of our defense playing well uh, uh, stepped up after that after that first quarter when they were kind of getting whatever they wanted inside. Yeah, no. Uh... It definitely for a second there. Uh, after the first quarter, I was just thinking like, man, maybe we left our defense back in Miami. Um, thought that was an issue going on right out the gate. But also, the Celtics weren't shooting well in the first quarter. They shot twenty percent from from deep. They they were shooting twenty eight point six percent from the field in general, and the Dallas Mavericks were shooting sixty percent. So, just Dallas came out was hitting their shots, and then we weren't. And at the end of the day, that goes to a 19-point lead at one point for Dallas, and that was enough to keep the Celtics just within reach from making a a full comeback and and being able to win the game. Yeah, uh, that first quarter was honestly pretty concerning. You know, it kind of felt like you're saying, man, we left our defense in Miami. Maybe, you know, the the Celtics went out after the game or something and had a – Rough trip over to Dallas, but nope, uh, that, that's not true. You know, they came back, played really well in that second quarter, and honestly, in the second half, they played really well. Um, once again, yeah, didn't fold, um, just like we didn't, uh, you know, when the Heat cut the lead down to eight the other night, you know, the Celtics didn't fold and let that destroy us. Um, just like being down 19 tonight didn't destroy us, even if we didn't win the game. Um, the Celtics definitely showed a lot of resilience. Um, if we just want to highlight some, some player stat lines from tonight. Uh, we finally saw our first Tatum masterclass of the season. Um, was- second one, second one. He had that 41-point game against, uh, I think it was Charlotte. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, all <laughs> right. Yeah. First, 
Tatum masterclass since last week. Okay, how about that? Is that last a little better? He was 12 of 19 uh, from the floor, 6 of 8 from 3, 32 points, 11 rebounds. Only two assists, but Patrick, you mentioned to me pre-show that you know, that's a very misleading number, and I and I agree. You know, he had a lot of great passes tonight. Uh, you know, the Celtics just shot terribly from three outside of Jason tonight. Actually, the team was three for 23 on three-pointers, not including Jason Tatum. So that can kind of, you know, point to why his assist numbers were so low. Um, but, yeah, overall, good game from Tatum, got to say. Well, well what do you think about his performance tonight? Because I know, you know, people were getting worried a little bit. Some people. Not you, but some people were getting worried. Yeah, I wasn't worried about it. I, you know, Tatum was was really brilliant, and once he kind of got it going, Dallas took him away from the Celtics' offense. But him being taken away, how Dallas did was the double teaming, and he played that to his advantage because he'd wait for that double team and he'd get the ball out. He wasn't turning it over in the double teams. He didn't panic. I know. I remember in past seasons. I think you can recall this too. I think we've talked about it before. Is that Tatum used to panic at double teams sometimes and try to force something or, or turn the ball over, try dribbling it out of it. He was very patient in these. He got the ball out, swung it. Team ended up swinging it. They ended up getting a good look and they were hitting some shots and really ultimately generating. It was fueled by Tatum because if Tatum's not having a hot stretch, they're not double teaming. They're not double teaming, then everybody else's you know job's not getting easier. Um, and but this is a situation where Tatum's hot. And where you don't have Jalen Brown, the team has the luxury to double team them, right? Because Jalen Brown's in that game. I don't think they have the opportunity to double team because then you have to worry about possibly Jalen Brown getting the ball possibly open or, or a guy trying to recover. And then that's just bad news for the other team. But there wasn't that threat on the floor. Um, you had some guys who were playing well. Yes, Dennis Schroeder came out, played very well, drove to the paint a few times, made them pay for those switches and stuff. And Jason Josh Richardson was very good as well. But I think they missed Jalen Brown for that sense of they were able to stop Tatum from fully taking over the game at the end. Yeah, so uh, just uh, as far as Jalen being out, um, you know, we did see – we saw 20-plus minutes of Neesmith tonight in his absence. Um, but, you know, we got to understand that uh, no Jalen is not the same thing as as no Jay Rich. Uh, so everybody's creation is amped up a little bit when, you know, a guy who averages 25 points a game is not playing – um, so Neesmith, you know, he didn't have a great game, but it was good to see still see him get 20, 20 plus minutes tonight. Um, and then, you know, as far as Jay Rich goes, I honestly think Jay Rich is the reason we stayed in this game in the fourth quarter because, you know, the lead did kind of balloon back up. I'm not over 10, but it was getting to eight, maybe nine. And Jay Rich just made a string of plays there in the fourth quarter that really kept us in it. Offense, defense, um, you know, I know he had the one rushed three-point attempt. Maybe people will nitpick, but there are about four or five plays that if Jay Rich doesn't make in that fourth quarter, uh, you know, it might not have gone down to a last-second shot. So I really got to give Jay Rich his props. I think he played really well tonight. I know people have been kind of coming down hard on him. He hasn't been amazing, but I think he's been he's been good for us, man. I, I liked what he's brought. And then uh, as far as Dennis goes, I mean, Dennis played absolutely terrific outside of his three-point shot tonight. Um, you know, if you take away his uh, three-point shots, he was eight, uh, 8 of 16. You add them in, he's 9 for 22, a little less efficient. Um, there was a couple opportunities where, you know, if he knocked down a three, it could have been a different game. But he was really – his speed is, was so evident against a little bit of a flat-footed team on defense like the Mavericks. Like, he was able to blow by guys like Powell, um, 
Honestly, even guys like THJ and Reggie, um, definitely Luca. You know, he's able to blast by him with his speed. So that was good to see. I love seeing Schroeder get downhill and you know get to that twenty point mark for us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And and you, like we said, he shot nine of twenty two, which is still forty percent from the field. So forty percent, well, not the terrible. Field, yeah, definitely. That's no, no. Bad. He no, had a yeah, good game. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it didn't sound like I was piling on him too much. No, yeah. He, he had a he had a great game. No, I just the only part of the game, game that could have stepped stepped his game up to like, you know, I mean, if he makes two of those threes, that's a twenty six point game on a little bit better shooting. But you know, let's hope those shots start to come because uh, I don't like you know. Uh, I won't bag on Dennis too much, man. He played. He played a good game, which is hopefully was. I mean, he played. The, he played the most minutes on the Celtics, and he took the most shots on the Celtics tonight. Yeah, wow, that's true. He took three more than Tatum. Yeah, yeah, he took three more than Tatum. Tatum had nineteen. And he hit twelve of them tonight. He was six of eight from downtown. Just to put in perspective, how great he was. Um, Al Horford kind of had an off game today. He wasn't as impactful as he had been in the past. I didn't think he played like terrible, but he wasn't like. To a point where you're like, oh man, Horford. He kind of came back down to earth of like, this is kind of like the Horford we would expect more, more so as like a 14 and, and 5 type guy. And he came out here tonight, didn't do anything. He didn't have any blocks, which was, you know, I think his first game this year without any blocks. He didn't have any steals. He had a couple of assists. He had three assists. So, you know, just, just kind of like pushed along there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't like the Grant Williams minutes. Uh, he only had five of them, but. He he wasn't. I didn't think he did anything really for them. Um, Neesmith Smith just had a lot of good looks. Just didn't go down. Paint Pritchard had a little bit of run. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, Patrick. He was out there. Now he was out there doing the nene again. This time it was Frank who had him stumbling. I was like, oh no, Peyton. Oh no, <laughs> Peyton Pritchard, man. No, <laughs> that might have been a little bit of a push off. I honestly rewinded it, and uh, let's just say. I think he I, I, I rewinded it, Patrick. It didn't look like there was too much contact, which was a little bit concerning um, because I didn't really want to roast him if there was too much of a push-off. It didn't look like anything crazy, but I think we are seeing yeah. the defense, man, the defense. I mean, he had to get some run tonight with Jalen out we, and, and Romeo out. We needed that shooting and, and you know that guard presence, but uh, his defense is just going to limit how much he can see the floor. Um, I do just want to... I do just want to say uh, regarding Al, um, when I was saying last episode that like Al proved me wrong, I, what Patrick said is exactly how I feel, right? This is kind of what I expected, the lines from Horford, 14, 4, and 3, as opposed to more 18, 7, and 4, 18, 7, and 5. Like that, I didn't think Al was going to be terrible. With three blocks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to uh, – you know, I don't want to like act like I thought he was going to be a bum, like because that's what kind of what it might have sounded like yesterday on the pod, um, or a couple of days ago on the pod. But I just was expecting more of a tonight type game, and you know, he he got it to us, and he wasn't bad, like you're saying, Patrick. He just was middle of the road, man. He wasn't anything amazing. Um, man, how quick, uh, how quick Luca froze him with that jab step was really something to behold man it's i heard i scalabrini was getting on him i'm like scal man you couldn't have checked luca so you know i don't want to hear you going too hard i had to i literally had to stop listening to scal because uh, it seemed like he did he took every shot he could have at luca just talking about like how out of shape he looked and i'm like well that out of shape guy just 
buried the Celtics on a last second shot, so you can shut up now. <laughs> oh, and 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 what, actually, I want to refrain from saying anything too crazy, but I don't know if Scal was a sub ten percent body fat guy when he was in the when he was in the NBA. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much of a. Uh, you know, let's just say if you live in a glass house, you shouldn't. Well, maybe throw he would know the best, then, right? <laughs> yeah. One would one would say that he's an expert in knowing. Then, okay, that's a good point. That's a good <laughs> point, actually. But yeah, he did. Uh, he was taking the shots at Luca, man. But honestly, every every time it seemed like the Celtics could uh, get you know just within striking distance, it felt like Luca or Jalen Brunson or potentially an offensive rebound was just enough. To keep the uh, to keep the the score, you know, just a little bit out of reach, or or even just the Mavericks on top. Uh, just seemed like every time the Celtics got within a chance, you know, to win. Uh, yeah, it was just t- it was just tough, man. The, the Mavericks just made plays to to keep the lead. Yeah, man. I mean, the the Celtics went on a seventeen to one run, and I mean, there was that moment where Jason Tatum came out of the half and he went on a 8-0 run, his own personal run. He ended up cutting the lead to 10 points with 8.29 left in the third. He was phenomenal in that stretch. That's what kind of started the whole Dallas having to double him after that because he was he was in his bag, man. He was hitting shots from mid-range. He was hitting from deep. He he was finishing his layups tonight. He, he did a few layups, that finger roll one that he – they laid in in the fourth quarter. That was one that he would miss in previous games. So it was really nice and encouraging to see him be able to finish some some buckets and stuff. So I'm hoping that I'm looking at this game as this is the game that Tatum starts getting going, right? This is, this is his momentum now. He, he sees the ball go in. He can get into some type of rhythm and start playing better. And once he starts playing better, you know, his teammates around him aren't going to all shoot this poorly. Like that's just – Mm-hmm. He's not gonna only get three threes made from the rest of his team every night. That's just not gonna happen. And then when he's flowing and everything, and Jaden Brown comes back, I think things can start clicking and, and really turning in the right direction. Yeah, I agree, man. I think this is gonna be kind of a liftoff game for Tatum. Um, you know, he was really good in the Heat game outside of his shooting and scoring. So it was good to see those facets of the game pick up with his defense, with his passing, with everything else. You know, still. Uh, maintain up there so i hopefully this is kind of a launch pad especially if we have to go some time without Jalen. so uh jason you know is going to need to step up and uh i think he's you know the man for the job you know i i my faith in jason never wavered through the beginning of the season um you know and i'm not even saying i i can put myself in some celtics fan shoes who maybe were starting to doubt him i can understand where your head was at but i mean i just think we've seen jason too much have a little bit of run of poor games and then just go on an absolute tear. Uh, so I, I still have faith in Jason. You know, I still think he's, you know, an absolute top 15, top 10 level NBA player. Uh, and if he really gets things going, I mean, the sky's the limit for the Celtics team. But Patrick, I've got to ask you, I got to ask you a question before. Well, actually, let, I'll let you dive in on Tatum real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to, to sum that, that whole segment on Tatum there is like, this isn't, this isn't freaking. Um, Space Jam, right? This isn't the Monstars are not coming and taking away Jason Tatum's powers. Like we've seen him, he's good. He's good at basketball. He was just in a shooting slump. It happens to all of them. We've seen Dame Lillard. He's been in a shooting slump to start the year as well. You know these guys are are professionals. They're gonna get through it. They're gonna 
they're going to get over the, the shooting slumps. And Jason Tatum came out tonight, and he showed that he is a dynamic scorer that he is. He's a three-level scorer. He's one of the best three-level scorers in the NBA, and he's elite. When he's clicking, he is one of the top offensive players in this whole entire league. And we just got to trust in, in him, you know, having better games. They're not always going to be bad. So, but yeah, that's, that wraps it up for me on Tatum. But what, what was your question there, Lucas? So my question was, how many times do you think the Celtics led in this game? I know that they got their first lead in the fourth quarter. Yes, that was the only time they led was when it was 104-102 with two minutes and 12 seconds left. And the game was actually never tied until 104. That was the only time the game was tied was in that last possession. Once that putback dunk by Porzingis went, um, and it was 104. That was the oh. first time the game was tied. You know, I think we can break down. We should probably break down just the last couple minutes here. Um, so, you know, like we said, that smart three-pointer to put us up 104, 102. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on. You might – let me see. Let me make sure I don't have my timing. I, I also had a note here that I wanted to hit the, oh, at totally. the 509 mark of the fourth was it didn't end up counting, but because there was an offensive foul on Tatum. Oh, um, but there was this lob to Robert Williams. He, he finished that alley-oop on the dude. And I was like, holy crap, man. There's no way he finished that. But he actually finished that alley-oop, and he just discounted it. Like, no, nope, doesn't count offensive foul. Turn the other way. I was like, oh, man, that was like a big-time dunk, man. I was yeah. like, whoo. I don't know if I think, you caught that, but that was crazy. No, I, I was like, oh. Yeah, I think that was kind of a bogus call, in my opinion. I didn't. I mean, did Tatum really make that much contact with him? I mean, Luca might have won an award for his acting job. I mean, he looked uh, like he looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. On a different call. No, did he look like Leonardo DiCaprio in the Titanic with the performance he put on, dude? Seriously, I mean, so okay, that was all good. But we did the next play, Patrick. The very next possession for the Celtics. Rob did get his alley oop back. Dennis threw an absolute <laughs> dime right to the front of the rim. Yeah, Rob went up and got it. That was a really, really, uh, really impressive play from Dennis and Rob. Yeah, absolutely. He ended up getting it back. Uh, that one counted, but the, the one prior to him should have counted, too. Agreed. Should have been back-to-back alley-oops. <clears throat> but, man. Um, but, yeah, let's see. Dallas picked up uh, – picked on uh, Dennis Schroeder down the stretch, I thought. Tatum – oh, we didn't talk about Tatum's huge steal on Luka. At the 226 mark in that fourth, he had that huge steal that ended up leading to that Marcus Smart three that ended up giving him that first lead at the 211 mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's. Oh, big... yeah, people don't people people don't want to remember that Marcus Smart's the one that gave him the lead, but they want to just scold the man. Yes, listen, oh. we will, listen, we do not slander Marcus Smart in this house. Okay, we can be frustrated, we can be even annoyed sometimes. Okay, but one thing we'll not do is is. Uh, is slander this man because like you're saying, Patrick, people will love talking about this man with that foul at the end, which we'll get to. And yes, everybody, it frustrated me too. Okay. But we wouldn't have been in that situation without the Marcus Smart three pointer. Okay. So we gotta have our guys Marcus back. And then uh after that, right so what I was gonna say is right after the smart three pointer. Um, Marcus Smart three point. What was the question? No, so Marcus Smart. It wasn't really a question here. Marcus Smart just makes a three, and then Porzingis. Porzingis misses yeah. that deep three. 
And then the and then right, Schroeder yeah. appears to get the offensive rebound for by maybe a split second, and it dies. It, I said it dies. Look me, I was Hits reading off the chat. Yeah. Foot. Yes. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh my god, that was just unfortunate because that ended up leading to a tie. That was yeah. That was definitely a, a frustrating time. Yeah. No, that was a game changing play because listen, if we secure that rebound, we're up by two. We go kill some clock. You know. It's a one minute, 10 seconds left around in the game. Well, I would say more about more 15, 20, like uh, one, one 15, one 20 left in the game. If we take the shot clock all the way down and if we score, obviously a four point lead is better than a tie. Okay. So that was a really big, really, really, really big play in the game. And then, you know, Porzingis gets the putback. Dennis can't quite finish the layup on the next possession. And then there was no scoring for the rest of the game for the last minute. Last minute there, it was three or four possessions where there were no baskets until that uh, that Tatum three. But Patrick, I know. I, I, let me. How do you feel about the foul that Marcus committed? And if you want to kind of set it up. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good one. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit here and act like it, I'm going to be a reasonable person and be like, yeah, you know, well maybe he thought. No, no, no. It was a bad call. He's a veteran. He didn't pay attention to the situation in the game. Um, Ime did take some some blame for it. He said it was on him for not letting the, the team know of the situation and, and to not do the foul or anything like that. But I also think as Marcus Smart, as being, you know, a veteran in this league, you know, he's a later in his 20s now. He's been in the league long enough. He should know not to foul in that situation. But at the same time, mental lapses happen all the time. Even, you know, and I like using other people just at where, where they work at, right? You know, like I said, with e being you know, a very new coach, you know, your first few days in as, as a new job, you're going to make mistakes. Um, you know, some people who are the most comfortable in situations, brain fart. You know, like you can have be working for a company eight years and, and make a mistake that normally a rookie makes. Like rookie mistakes happen, and, and that was a rookie mistake by Marcus Smart. It sucks that it happened then. But Marcus Smart hit a three that put us in the lead. Uh, Marcus Smart played really good defense throughout that game. We're I don't think we're in that situation without Marcus Smart. So I I just it's you know the Marcus Smart experience that we've we've talked about many times. Lucas is like a roller coaster. There's mm-hmm. gonna be moments where you're really high and you're like, yeah, I love the fact that we have Marcus Smart on our team. You know, every team wishes they had this Marcus Smart. And there's gonna be times where you scratch your head and you want to you know run through a brick wall with your head going first. But um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get too low on it. I'm, I'm, I understand the situation. I think he understands. I don't think it will happen again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So basically there was about 15 seconds left in the game and Marcus just ran up and kind of committed the touch foul, which in, you know, the shot clock was at about, I think it was about 10 or nine at the time. So the Celtics would have gotten the ball back no matter what had happened. Um, so with Marcus fouling, resetting the, resetting the, sh- actually just turning off the shot clock since there was only 11.4 seconds when he committed the foul. Um, you know, the shot clock was now turned off. It's no longer sub 10. So the Celtics did not get a possession. And obviously we saw, uh, you know, one of the best players in the NBA just do what he can. Um, and, you know, just make an absolute, uh, backstabbing. Nail in the coffin type of shot. But as far as Marcus is concerned, listen, I've well, I've loved Marcus at Oklahoma State. I love that we picked him. 
I've loved him all throughout his time here, but you know, he undoubtedly makes mistakes, but I've learned that what makes Marcus a great player is also his weakness, his emotion, his passion. You know, he was, he was trying to do the right thing. And I think maybe it was just like you're saying a little bit of a brain fart, a little bit of a rookie mistake. Um, so that was, you know, annoying and a little frustrating to see, but, uh, I'm glad Ime took credit for that because I think Ime is also not just saying that to get the, the heat off Marcus. I think he's telling the truth. I mean, the coach needs to have the defensive strategy laid out clear enough that his players know what they're supposed to do. Evidently, they did not. Marcus commits that very frustrating foul uh, that I won't say cost us the game, but it didn't allow us another chance to salvage the game at the very least. So uh, that was frustrating. Also, someone just texted me saying, I know you're punching the air right now. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to lose like this, but I, I feel good about the Celtics generally right now. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another thing with maybe Marcus Smart, I don't, I'm not trying to rationalize what he did, but I'm thinking that maybe he was a little bit frustrated with that Porzingis call, and I think that may have been in his head more than it, it should have been. And like we said, you know, his emotions are are the big part of who he is, and I think his emotions were still stuck on the fact that he didn't get that that call when Porzingis was guarding him, and he went up with the with the shot, but. Um, Inexcusable at the end of the day, you know. But the Celtics, there's no reason to hang your heads down low. You just were on a three-game road trip after uh, you had, like, this whole team meeting, a bunch of stuff not happening your way, you know, haven't won a game at home yet, and it, it seemed like everything was crumbling down. You went out and you beat, um, you know, two two teams, Orlando and Miami, on back-to-back nights. You beat Miami, who was six and one at the time, um, on a back to back, and you did it in dominating fashion. Your defense looked good. You held them under eighty points. You you brought Jimmy Butler back down to earth, who was in, probably number one on the MVP candidate of early candidacy um, before that game started. So you know, just being able to go on this three game road trip and build on a lot of good things that we hadn't seen before then seems like the right direction for the Celtics. So, and, and they did this without Jalen Brown tonight, you know, like no Jalen Brown tonight. You're the guy who's been the best player, but not, I don't think he is the best player on the team. I think it's still Jason Tatum, but he had been the best player to this point of the season. Um, you, you still perform pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing to uh, hang your head about. I totally agree. I mean, especially in the fashion in which it went down. Um, I don't think you can be super upset at this game. If you're a Celtics fan, I think the rebounding was better. I got to admit, the rebounding was better. There still were some offensive rebound possessions that killed me. Didn't see a single person. There's that one where they had two offensive rebounds. Where Reggie Bullock was right in the corner in a three, and it was just like kill their momentum. No, that is the big. That's the big one. That's the big killer. That specific play. Um, there was not a single body on a man there. That play. So. Hopefully we keep showing up our rebounding issues, though. The rebounding did look a little bit better. I can't even lie. So, you know, I got to give the Celtics props. You know, they made the rebounding look a little better. That one really would have helped, though, in a three-point game. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think there's not a lot to hang your head about in this game. Uh, I think we're, uh, we're on on for a good, good homestead. You know, get some wins, protect our home court, because, you know, the Celtics look pretty pitiful at home. So we really got to uh, make sure we defend our home court, man. So I, I have a question for you, Lucas. Before going into tonight's game, there is a 
there's three Celtics on the on the list of the top ten defensive rated guards. Do you know which guards those are? This season, this season. Yeah. Is there before before tonight's game? Is there a minimum amount of minutes that need to be played, or no? Okay. No. Um, I'm gonna go with Smart. Okay. Yep. And I am going to go with Dennis. Yep. And I feel like you're asking this because Neesmith is the third guy. Okay. It's not. It's okay, not then nice. I would say Jalen would be my – was going to be It was Jalen Brown. Okay, yep. okay. Nice, nice. Okay, I'll count that as three for three. Look at me. Okay. That's three for three, man. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> just, just impressive, man. Just impressive the fact that like this this team is is gonna get better as they go along. It's more of an encouraging point that like I feel like we're finding our defensive identity. That was supposed to be the strong suit of everything else, but um, you know I think maybe Jalen Brown had a little karma come his way since he called Tyler Hero Bubble Boy, but um, or at least that's the report. We still haven't got confirmation on that, but I'm just gonna go with it at this point and say that he called Tyler Hero Bubble Boy, and and. And uh, I think maybe he got a little karma, went back to him, and now he's out for a little bit. But hopefully, Jalen Brown can get healthy from that hamstring. And he's being reevaluated uh, tomorrow, I believe. And they're really determined whether it's going to be a longer thing. You know, they're, they're thinking it could be a couple week thing as well. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on and keep everybody posted up on. Yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, I agree. I just am going to reiterate my points that I made last podcast about Jalen. If Jalen needs 10 days, 14 days, 21 days, a whole month, give it to him, please. Um, you know, he has his knee issue as well. So let's just get him back up to speed, get him feeling good. I'm about to go. I'm 100% buying a juice beanie. Those are so fire. I need maybe an entire juice track suit, honestly. That sweatsuit, I might need to buy that entire thing, honestly. Um, so shout out Jalen, but I want to get into the upcoming games here before we close the show. Um, Absolutely, and we still gotta we gotta make sure that we uh, let our everybody know oh, that's our sponsor, Manscaped oh, Man. Bro, I just, <laughs> that's what I was about to do. I had the perfect transition. Go for it. Go for it. I no, want to hear the blew transition. It already. Don't, I blew it already. Don't, don't let me blow it, man. Don't let me uh, blow it. I was it. gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say. You know, Tatum cleaned up his game a lot tonight, and you know who else cleaned up their game? Me. Once I started buying uh, some Manscaped products to really, you know, keep myself trim, uh, you know, on my facial hair, you know, on my manly parts, you know, everywhere I try and stay trim. Um, so, you know, using the Manscaped products really made that a lot easier. Um, you know, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code HOOPBALL20 to get 20% off your order, man. Really save you some money. Patrick, spread the word. Yeah, man, make sure you guys type in. Hoopball 20 to get that 20% off, man. Make sure you guys keep nice and trimmed up. Got to look good for your your lady friends or your mother who you're going to see this holiday season. You know, you don't want to go out there looking like a bum or anything like that. So make sure you guys go ahead over to manscaped.com to get that product. Um, but also, man, make sure before we go into the next few games here, I'm going to hop into the vent box real quick. Okay, vent you box. Know, Bed box, baby. It's our new segment we like to do. Um, after we go over the game details, it's a similar event. Um, Luca, can you stop playing so damn well against us? Can you stop hitting these goddamn heartbreaking shots? You seem to just do it to us every time. 
I'm ha- I'm gonna start having flashbacks in my nightmares. Please, Luca, just stop shooting the game winners on us. I just we just need the Mavericks not to have the final shot in these games anymore. But I will also say thank you in a sense for not taking us to overtime because we've been in so many overtimes this year. I don't know if I could have handled another one at this early on. But uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to be like Luca, calm down. We understand you're very good. All right, I'm gonna get up on the vent box now myself and say. Dwight Powell, why were you so annoyingly good tonight? I thought you were supposed to be not good, and you actually played pretty well on defense. So uh, I don't know. That was a little frustrating. That's pretty much all I got for the Vent Box. Like we said in the beginning of the show or before we started recording, you know, I'm not upset about this game, man. I don't see how you can be upset the way with the effort they played, um, you know, the defense, the passing, uh, and then to lose on a shot to, like like I said, one of the best players in the NBA. So uh you know, you really can't be too mad at that. Um, you know, I'm just getting roasted for the ad read right now, but uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing to really vent about this game, man. I just say hopefully we go get the Raptors on Wednesday, man. Got to make up for that terrible loss we had in our home court. Uh, I think that was the first game back, you say, uh, Patrick, with full fans, right? Uh, yeah, it was the first game back in over 500-something Oh, with uh, – uh, yeah. With a full healthy this, team, right? Yeah, and a full healthy team, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, bad news. So, yeah, Wednesday, no, we need to come out with a much better game against the Raptors. That's actually one I'll be really looking forward to. Um, You know, I love this kind of respectful... And we'll be at home again. We'll be at home again. Mm-hmm. So this is redemption time. I got to say, though, next six games. I know, so in in, in past years, maybe... um. You know, those two Cavaliers games would look like cakewalks. Now, I do expect us to be favored, but let me make no mistake. Um, make no mistake. Like, I've been watching a lot of the Cavs this year. They, it's not going to be a cakewalk, I don't think. These will be – they're a much better team. They have a much better coach. They're playing, you know, good basketball. They have rookie sensation Evan Mobley. I don't want to bring him up because Patrick and I could go another 25, 30 minutes uh, on just Evan Mobley here. I love me. I, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley's my guy. I'm a big USD fan for people who don't know. Love Trojan basketball. That's I know you probably don't find a lot of those fans because they're only football fans and they don't care about their basketball program. But I love the basketball program, and I love Evan Mobley, and he's going to be rookie of the year. You heard it here. I've already put it on my Twitter. You can look at my pinned tweet. I've been on the <laughs> Evan Mobley train. He has. Patrick has been since pre-draft. I can totally corroborate that. So our next six, we have Raptors on Wednesday, Bucks on Friday, and then Saturday and Monday we have the Cavaliers. And then Wednesday and Friday again we have the Hawks and the Lakers. Uh, so, you know, I don't think – I think three and three, four and two is a good record to shoot four in this. Um, I wouldn't panic if we went two and four. You know, if we lose five of these games – I'm not panicking, but I'm definitely like, wow, okay, this is not good. But I would say I, I'm hoping for uh, – I'll say I'm hoping for four and two. How about – I'll be a little optimistic here. Hoping for four and two um, over these next six games. I think this is going to be an important six-game stretch for us to, you know, test our test our test the Celtics' will. Yeah, and then uh, just to let people know that with the Raptors coming Wednesday, Pascal Siakam has been cleared to play, and he's expected to play this week, and I think tomorrow the Raptors play. And this will be his first game back this season. So expect some Pascal Siakam this time in the matchup on Wednesday. So Celtics are definitely going to be having their hands full, but might be without Jalen Brown still. So it's going to be a tough game against them. But uh, I think the Celtics can 
can gather up, we can do enough to win that game. So hopefully that they show up and, and the defense is translating and getting better. Totally. Yeah, I, I can't expect us um, to put out another stinker against the Raptors like the first game. And listen, I'm really high on the Raptors. I think the Raptors are almost are just as good as almost any team in the East. Um, and I know that's you know maybe a pretty unpopular opinion, um, but I really do think the Raptors are one of the best teams. So this is going to be a hard fought game, and hopefully we come out with the win. Uh, I know Tatum is going to uh, have a better game than he did that last time. So uh, absolutely, and then, um, looking forward that, to that. that. That kind of wraps it up um, from here on out, right? You got anything else for us, Lucas? Yeah, I got nothing else. Always a pleasure, though, Patrick. Uh, yes, sir. Me. So make sure you guys follow Lucas on Twitter at Luca. Actually, never Gator. mind. Never mind. I'm actually deactivated from Twitter right now, so don't follow me. Um, I mean, but definitely. Um, but but when he reactivates in the future, make sure you. I'll be there. Down, you'll be. I'll be there, there soon. You can also follow me at the Ball and Opinions. You can also follow the show at Hoopball Celtics. For anything Celtics related, I do tweet out from that account during uh, throughout the games. If you ever want anything game coverage, all that, as well as just make sure you go follow us on a, uh, you know, download all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening from. We do appreciate everybody who listens. Go tell your family, your friends, everything. Five star rating, write a review, helps us out a bunch, helps us get our show out there more, more people out there, so we can give you more content. So yes, we those really do appreciate it. Those five star or those just reviews in general uh, are really, really, really helpful to us. So thank you to anyone in here who's done that, and thank you uh, to anyone listening who's done that. So uh, yeah, Patrick, that's pretty much all for me, man. Always a pleasure. Um, we might we might try and do like a a live show here on Spotify Green Room uh, on Monday potentially if we can get enough people you know who would want to swing by talk some hoop kind of do like an open discussion sort of episode. Uh, so stay posted for that. Uh, if that's something that interests you, uh, definitely hit up Patrick on Twitter. Uh, we can figure Yes, sir. Yep. And uh, thank you guys all for stopping by. I hope you guys have a good night. Later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.